Gramps Ford, his chin resting on his hands, his hands on the crook of his cane, was staring irascibly at the five-foot television screen that dominated the room. On the screen, a news commentator was summarizing the day's happenings. Every thirty seconds or so, Gramps would jab the floor with his cane tip and shout, Hell, we did that a hundred years ago. Emerald and Lou, coming in from the balcony where they had been seeking that 2185 A.D. rarity privacy, were obliged to take seats in the back row behind Lou's father and mother, brother and sister-in-law, son and daughter-in-law, grandson and wife, granddaughter and husband, great-grandson and wife, nephew and wife, great-grandnephew and wife, great-grandniece and husband, great-grandnephew and wife, and, of course, Gramps, who was in front of everybody. All save Gramps, who was somewhat withered and bent, seemed, by pre-anti-Gerasone standards, to be about the same age, somewhere in their late twenties or early thirties. Gramps looked older because he had already reached seventy when anti-Gerasone was invented. He had not aged in the hundred and two years since. Meanwhile, the commentator was saying, Council Bluffs, Iowa, was still threatened by stark tragedy, but two hundred weary rescue workers have refused to give up hope, and continue to dig in an effort to save Albert Hagledorn, 183, who has been wedged for two days in a— I wish he'd get something more cheerful, Emerald whispered to Lou. Silence, cried Gramps. Next one shoots off his big bazoo while the TV's on. Is gonna find himself cut off without a dollar. His voice suddenly softened and sweetened. When they wave a checkered flag at the Indianapolis Speedway, and old Gramps gets ready for the big trip up yonder. He sniffed sentimentally while his heirs concentrated desperately on not making the slightest sound. For them, the poignancy of the prospective big trip had been dulled somewhat through having been mentioned by Gramps about once a day for fifty years. Dr. Brainerd Keyes Bullard, continued the commentator, president of Wayne Dot College, said in an address tonight that most of the world's ills can be traced to the fact that man's knowledge of himself has not kept pace with his knowledge of the physical world. "'Hell!' snorted Gramps. "'We said that a hundred years ago.' "'In Chicago tonight,' the commentator went on, "'a special celebration is taking place in the Chicago Lying-In Hospital. "'The guest of honor is Lowell W. Hitz, age zero. "'Hitz, born this morning, is the twenty-five millionth child to be born in the hospital.' The commentator faded and was replaced on the screen by young Hitz, who squalled furiously.